Welcome back to Devore Darkens Live podcast episode number 153. And in today's show, we're going to be continuing from the last one where I shared the first step towards achieving the success you want in your life. And I'm going to continue on and share the second step. Yes, there is a second step because of why? Well, there are steps to success. And if you follow them, then you will become successful. That's why success is very simple. But I find that we often overcomplicate it. And we complicate it not because we intend to do things in that way, but because we don't know any better. And we're not really taught how to do things in a certain way. So we try things, they don't work, and then we got to go back to the drawing board. But I'm going to make it very simple for you today. I'm going to share the second step, okay? And if you weren't on the last one, I would go back and I would watch that episode, okay? I would. I would go back and I'd watch it because that's the starting point. The starting point to changing whatever you want in your life is not results. It's not what's happening or what has happened. The first step is your thought. That's where everything begins. It begins with a thought first. Well, after the thought, what happens next? Well, that's what we're talking about today. And what we're really talking about is the emotions, you see, when you mix a thought with an emotion, that is when your behavior will start to change. That's when you start to attract different things in your life. That's where you start to go in the right direction or in the wrong direction. It's emotions. And if you're going to get emotion involved in what you want and improve the way that you feel about yourself, well, you know where you got to start first, and that is your purpose in life. You've got to have a desire on why you're going to make these changes in the first place, because this emotional part. So we already talked about it last time, right? The thoughts. You got to think your own truth, regardless of what whatever's going on. That's what we talked about in the first step in last in, in the last episode. Well, now that you're thinking your own truth, now you got to back that up with emotions. But if you're not used to feeling that way, how do you address that? How do you, how, where do you start as far as improving the way that you feel about yourself, about your life? Well, you got to start with your purpose. You got to have a reason to do that in the first place because that's a challenging thing to do. Sometimes you're going to have to look in the mirror and face some things that are uncomfortable. They're deep. They're painful emotionally. And one way to help you do that is your purpose in life. It will motivate you to do things in this way. Change whatever you got to change about yourself. So if you don't know what your purpose in life is, which is the point of why I'm saying all this, uh, you can go to the link in my bio and download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet. Uh, you'll find that there and it comes with a free video training where I visually show you exactly how to do it all. And lastly, there always, and I say this because it is true, there's always someone who watches and then they schedule a call because they're tired of gaining more information. They're tired of reading all the books. They're tired of trying to do everything themselves and not get the results that they want. And they want someone to show them how to do it, how to do it the right way and hold them accountable and mentor them to, through the process. Now, if that's you, uh, this is your invitation. Go to the link in my bio and schedule a life audit call. And on that call, we'll figure out if we are a right fit for each other and I can actually help you. I don't know unless you schedule a call. Now, now that we said all that, what is the second step to achieving the success you want in your life? It's your emotions. It's not action, Devori. No, the actions are coming. But before we get to the actions, we got to address how you feel. Ah, uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to address all that. That's too mushy. That's too emotional. Well, you know what? One thing or another, or one way or another, you're gonna you're gonna be emotional. You are. You may have a different way that you express your emotions. But they're going to work just like it works for everybody else. Everybody is emotional. The trick is, are you emotionally in charge of yourself? Or are you allowing the emotions to control you? That's the key here. That's why this has to be addressed. See, you can think positively, but if you don't feel that way, it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. That's why when you mix a thought with an emotion, that starts to impact your behavior. Now, don't take my word for it. I'm going to share with you what Napoleon Hill said on this. I'm going to share what Neville Goddard wrote about this. I'm going to share what Wallace D. Waddles wrote about this. So you're going to hear from people who obviously, you know, needless to say, the results are there. Now, let me tell you a story. 
when I uh, was in my 20s, I just tell this story quite often. And if you guys don't know my story, maybe you're watching for the very first time and you're trying to figure out why should I even listen to DeVore and who is this guy anyway? Well, I'll tell you who I am. I'm a guy who was born with two parents who were drug addicts and I had to be adopted eventually. Then I was sexually molested and then I had to live on my own in high school and figure it out. Then I went off to the military, had to become my own person, had to pay my own way, had to work for myself. And I realized through all of that, uh, I was not really thinking for myself during those days. I was just trying to survive. I had a victim mentality. I felt like I was punished from day one from coming into this life. Oh, man, my parents are this way. Why, why would they do something like that? Why would they put me in that position? Why would my cousin do something like that? Why would my family allow that to happen to me? Why would people pick on me like this? Why did my mother have to pass away in high school? That was my thinking in my 20s. Why is all this stuff happening to me? Am I, did I do something wrong? Am I being punished? Does this happen to everybody this way? You know, and listen, guys, it's not a sob story. Okay, I'm telling you this story because that's where I come from. And the fact that I'm doing this podcast, we're at episode number 153, uh, and I'm coaching so many people, people around the world too, by the way. I have an amazing business today. I live a great life in a beautiful home, beautiful wife. Uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better life at this point because it's just the polar opposite of the way things used to be. And for a minute there, I really did believe that none of it would change. I really did believe that I guess this is the way life is and then, you know, I guess it'll never change. It is what it is. Well, needless to say, when I got a mentor, that all changed, okay? That's why I always extend the invitation for people who are looking for one because I'm telling you, if you're going to go to where you want to go, you got to get the help. There's no question about it. It, it. You can try to avoid it all you want and kick it down the road, but Sooner or later, you're going to need help. You're going to need to have that conversation with someone who understands you and what you want. But I digress. That's exactly what happened to me as I, I got a mentor. But before we talk about that, let's talk about this. I was very angry. Very angry. I hated people. I hated my parents. I really hated myself because I was thinking like, well, if I believe I'm being punished, so I guess I'm not worth anything. And these things happened to me, so it must be my fault. I mean, that was really my thinking. And so that's how I felt. So when it, when it came to the emotions, I was out of control. I, I would go from zero to 100 like that. I mean, it wouldn't take that much. I mean, someone made a comment and I was immediately upset and angry. And you could tell. You, you, I couldn't hide it. You knew I was upset. There's no question about it. And even though I try to hide in and say, no, I'm good. I'm good. There's nothing going on. I'm fine. Everything's good. No, it wasn't. There was a firestorm inside of me. And uh, I didn't know how to control it. I didn't know what to do about it. All I knew to do was react. And that's, that was me. That's what I was doing. Now, I did do something good. I, I did take a lot of that anger and and I focused it towards something. And that was the military, which the military will take people like that all day long. In fact, I would say those are the best people to join the military, people who have no parents, they got nowhere to go, they got anger issues. You could put all that energy into serving in the military, you'll be just fine. Um, because the way they operate, it's, it's it, you know, you know what you're going to get. But the point is what? I was not in control of myself emotionally. So the people I would attract into my life, the way, the, the quality of my life, uh, how I felt about my life, that was all negative. None of it was really good. So I couldn't really enjoy my life. You may be that person that I'm talking about right now. You may be working harder than everybody else you know in your life, but you're not happy. You may have gone to six years of college and got an amazing professional de degree, a PhD or whatever, but you're not happy. You may live in a beautiful home, drive a nice car, but you're not happy. And there's a difference between being happy and being satisfied. See, satisfied is when you're content. You are good. There's nothing more you need. You know, you don't desire anything. You're good. Um, that's different than being happy. We should always be happy because we have an opportunity every single day to live the life that we want. We should be happy. And if you're in America, you absolutely should be happy because 
There's no regulation. There's no law. There's no one person stopping you from changing your life for the better. Nobody except you. There's, there's no legislation to stop a person from saying, you know what? I'm going to go from living on the corner to becoming a millionaire. There's nothing to stop you except yourself. That's the way America is. So we should be happy, but we're not as Americans. Why? Because we got the game twisted. Right. That's that's why we we go through these steps, because they sound so simple. They're very basic. But most people misunderstand all this information. They don't really give it any attention. They don't give it any consideration. They don't see the value in it because they're conditioned to think that way. Right. It, it starts from a very young age. It starts through your parents. It starts through your teachers. It starts through your religious leaders. They are all conditioning you to think in a certain way. So when you become an adult, you're not really thinking the way you truly want to think. You're thinking the way you've been told to think. There's a big difference in that. And part of that and why this show is today that that we're doing, that's why you feel the way that you do. If you don't feel very confident about yourself, you are absolutely going to have to address that. If you want to take the idea that we talked about in the last podcast and see that turn into a reality, you've got to change the way you feel about yourself. If you're going to transform that dream into a reality, you've got to change the way you feel about life. Most people walk around feeling angry about life. That was me. That was me. Most people walk around feeling hatred towards people. That was me. I used to hate my father so much. I just couldn't for the life of me think, why would this man have so many kids and never show up a day? Like, who does that? I used to get so upset about that. And so I would walk around with all this anger inside. I'm telling you guys, it, it's just, it's no good. It, it's tragedy. When, when you're thinking that way and you're emotionally controlled like that, you're not going to reach a high level of success. You're, you're, sooner or later, you will sabotage what you're trying to accomplish. It just, there's no way. And you may win for a little bit, but sooner or later, you're going hit, to hit a road or bump in the road and boom, the whole thing is going to fall apart. I see, I've seen that happen with so many people because it happened with myself. So anyways... We, we don't know any better. It's not like anybody tells us this. So what happens? A child, you, you have something that's negative that happens to you or a situation that takes place and nobody's there to help you emotionally and mentally say, hey, here's what's really going on. Here's why this is happening. Nobody's there to tell us that information. Most of the time, people don't even know what's happening to us. We have parents, but they literally don't always know what's happening to you as a child because they can't be with you 24 7 they they can't sit there and know everything that johnny may had told you in your ear or what you saw when you were in the car and you were driving by and you looked out the window there's no way for a parent to know everything the child is consuming and some of the things that the child is exposed to is traumatic and there's nobody there to say hey let's go ahead and reconcile this So this doesn't come back to bite you in the ass when you become an adult. There's nobody there for that. So that's why my 20s were the way that it was, because I I didn't nobody told me, hey, Devore, listen, yes, your your parents were were drug addicts. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, that that was them, that that has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them. Oh, yeah. By the way, your your cousin, you know, he, he molested you again. That's got nothing to do with you. That that's everything with him. Really? No, seriously, it's got nothing to do with you, buddy. That has everything to do with him. See, nobody was there to tell me that. No, n- nobody was there. Nobody said, listen, these things that have happened to you, Devorah, uh, they're, they're there to, to, to help you become the man that you're going to become one day that's going to help people around the world change their lives for the better. Nobody said that. So what did I do? I concluded that these things were a punishment to me, that I was being punished, that I was you know, a terrible person that I was not worthy, you know, and, and what, what, how else would a child perceive that except through that type of thinking? There's, that's the way it works. Well, anyways, um, those emotions because of those situations controlled me, uh, for majority of my twenties, there's no question about it. So when it came to friends and relationships and acquaintances and that, that, that was, I was terrible with that stuff. I mean, I just, I just was, and the women I had in my life, uh, they, I'm not saying these women were bad people. They just, they see what happens is this, there's this whole, this whole movement around dating right today. And everybody's got an opinion, but here's the facts. The facts are this, 
you're only going to attract who you are. I don't care who you are and what you think about dating. If you are a person who does not respect yourself and you have no level of self-love, do you honestly believe you're going to attract someone who does? No, you're not. If you got all this baggage and you haven't if you haven't gotten any therapy, you don't have a coach, you don't have a mentor, you're not dressing all that, and you keep walking around with all that, who are you going to attract? The same type of person. That's the way it works. Because people who do not have baggage, they do not ever want to waste their energy with someone who does. It just isn't going to work out. So anyways, I digress. Um, when it came to the relationships in my 20s, oh yeah, that was all bad. All bad. And my health, all bad. Uh, my career, it was a success in the military, but it wasn't my purpose, so I wasn't happy. And myself, I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't enjoy myself. I wasn't my best friend. I wasn't my, cheer, my, my cheerleader. I wasn't my biggest supporter. In fact, I was my biggest hater. So the only person standing in my way was me. All because I didn't understand how to process what had happened to me in my past. I didn't understand how to process these emotions that kept coming up. And I didn't know how to deal with it. So what do you do? You just let it control you. And I would just react. Well, fast forward to today, that's not the case anymore. Now, do I still get upset like a lot of people? Yeah, I, I can get upset. It doesn't happen very often. It's very far and few, few between. I can't remember the last time I was actually angry. Uh, most of the time, I'll just shake my head and I'll just be like, man, that's just really ridiculous. But you know what? Who cares? And I just move on. Um, but, you know, if something like that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, I'd be upset. And I give you guys a great example. See, there was a conversation um, that I had with someone uh, last year. Uh, she would be considered a, a, a family friend, a, a godmother per se. And uh, long story short, uh, our refrigerator had, it, it broke. And I called my brother and I said, hey, uh, I know you have extra refrigerators at your old house. Can I get one of those? He said, yeah, go ahead. And... Um, so I go and I, and I get it. And at this old house, there's multiple re refrigerators. So I'm taking the one that is in the garage, not the one that's in the kitchen. Okay. And the one in the garage, it's, it's just got miscellaneous stuff in there. There's nothing really in there of any importance that you could just move it to the main re refrigerator. Long story short. Anyways, so I move it. And then sure enough, I get a call from this woman saying, and she just starts screaming. Hey, what, what, what why did you take my refrigerator? And, and just screaming, just like. As soon as I said hello. Now, 10 years ago, I would have been like, who the, you know, I just would have went off. <laughs> I would have I got all crazy. I would have been like, who the, who do you think you're talking to? You stupid. Like, I would have got disrespectful and then I would have hated her for the rest of the year. Like, because I would have taken it that personal. Now, this is what ended up happening. After she was screaming, because I just let her go on. And then I said, listen, um, if you want to talk to me, then you're going to have to talk to me. But if you're going to scream, I'll end this call right now. Now, what am I doing in that moment? I was in control of myself. I was in control of my emotions. I was not going to allow her to dictate the way that I felt. See, I, I, need, I need to take responsibility for me. That's what I was doing in that situation. That's, I'm telling you guys a story because when you do what I'm going to get into in this podcast... That's what helps you. You get to a point where people stop controlling you. You stop getting triggered. You stop allowing people to rile you up. You know, you get to a point where you say, oh, no, I'm in, I'm in control of me. I know this person's upset. That doesn't mean I have to be. Right. And then you are able to stand up for yourself. You're able to set healthy boundaries. And you're also able to put yourself in positions that are not that that, that are healthy for you, not, you know, that are going to leave you demoralized. Anyways, that's the way I handled the situation. And then the conversation changed. The whole tone changed. It's like, oh, okay, I'll talk to you in a calm way. You see, we, we, you, I, it always starts with us. It starts with controlling our emotions. So let's get into that exactly. What does that look like? Well, it's really three things you're going to need to do. If you want to improve the way that you feel about yourself, about your life and about the goals that you have for yourself, 
the first thing you got to do is forgiveness. You've got to learn what forgiveness really means. Most people do not. And I'll prove it to you. How many people, maybe yourself, you said, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Which means what? You still feel a certain type of way towards that person or situation. That means you really did not forgive. You're still holding on to it. That's really what that means. That's like going to the bank. You're going to take out a loan. You failed to pay the loan. And they say, you know what? We're going to forgive that you didn't pay this loan, but we won't forget. This will be on your credit report for the rest of your life. So it doesn't matter. Screw the seven-year statute of, of limitations, right? Because after seven years, things can fall off your credit report. Screw that. No, we're going to hold on to this on your credit report till the rest of your life. There's no way you can get it off. That's what people are doing when they say, oh, I, I forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. That, that's what's happening. You see, so you really didn't forgive them. Most people don't understand forgiveness. I didn't understand forgiveness. Because I was like, oh, no, it's cool. You know, I'll, I forgive my dad, but you know what? I'm not going to forget it. He wasn't there. I'm not going to forget that. Okay. You, that's like saying everything is good, but... Okay, well, after but, you pretty much canceled everything out before that, right? Like when you say the word but, anything before that is irrelevant now. So when you say, oh, I forgive you, but I won't forget... Okay, then there's no forgiveness. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. That means you're still carrying around that energy. And if you're carrying around that energy where you are unable to forgive yourself or people or situations that happened in the past, how are you ever going to feel good about things in your future? That's my point. That's what I had to understand. How was I ever going to learn how to enjoy myself, my life, and get inspired about my goals if I'm too busy wrapped up emotionally in the past? You see, you can't be in two places at one time emotionally. It just doesn't work. All right? You, you got to put yourself emotionally where you need to be so you can get to where you want to go in life. You can't be in the past emotionally and think, oh, well, you know, it'll all work out. No, it won't because you're contradicting yourself. You're thinking, oh, I want to succeed, but you feel like a failure. Contradiction doesn't work. You say, well, I really love people and I think people are good. But you know what? I feel like people can't be trusted. I feel like people are bad. Oh, I want to earn a lot of money, but I feel like earning money is hard. I feel like earning money is evil. I feel like I don't deserve the money. It's contradiction. And so first step of getting what you want in your life, first step of manifesting something, first step of success is obviously you got to think your own truth regardless of where you are today. But then the second step is you got to get your emotions in alignment with that thought. Your emotions cannot contradict the idea that you have in your mind about what you want. But that's what happens to people. That's what happened to me. I'd be like, okay, I'll read this book, you know, and, and I think a little positive, but then I go back to feeling the way that I've been feeling because I'm not addressing the root cause of it. It's a lack of forgiveness. I keep holding on to the past. I need to let go. So the first thing is forgiveness. All right. The second thing is gratitude. You want to find a way to feel good about you, your life, and your goals is be grateful for it. Be grateful for yourself. Be grateful for your life. Be grateful for your goal. Why? Because that's the way you would feel if you were the person you wanted to be, if you had the life that you wanted, and your goal turned into a reality. You would feel grateful. You would be sitting there moments in time if you were already there you'd be saying to yourself man i'm just i'm so grateful at the person i'm i i am the person that i've become i'm so grateful that i've got to my goal i'm so grateful my life is this way i'm so grateful i have these friends and my family and it's just it's a great life that's what you would be saying if it was a reality well you got to start training yourself to feel that way now because if you keep feeling the opposite of that you're never going to get there why well, the third step is action. You're not going to behave differently if you feel negative. Meaning you're not going to behave in a constructive, positive way if you have negative emotions controlling you. You won't. There could be nothing of any consequence that will help you when you are feeling negative. It just isn't going to happen. 
So what are, what are we talking about here? In case you're catching up and you didn't watch the prior episode, which I recommend that you do. The first step towards getting whatever it is that you want, I don't care what it is, a promotion, a successful business, a successful marriage, a successful relationship with your children, better health, whatever it is. The first step is you have to see that first, regardless of wherever you are right now. You've got to see it in your mind and it's got to be clear. Then step number two is you need to clean up your emotions, your energy. You need to start feeling good for that idea, that goal. You got to start feeling good about it, feeling grateful uh, about it. But it's hard to feel grateful for something if you haven't forgiven things in the past that contradict what you're asking for. So in the past, if you were screwed over financially and you haven't let that go, let that go and you're still holding on to that, but you have a financial goal, that is a contradiction. That's not going to work. It, it just isn't. So you've got to clean that up. You've got to forgive and let go. And two, another way to help you do that is becoming grateful for what you want right now. Right now. Because when you feel grateful for what you want right now, your behavior starts to change. You start to feel more inspired, motivated, empowered, encouraged, faith. That's what happens. And so the behavior just follows. This is simple, guys. Of course it is. And you probably have read it, I would think. But it doesn't mean you really understand it emotionally. And how do you know that? Well, what does your results say? What does your behavior say? Does your behavior from one day to the next prove that you are emotionally in control of yourself? That's the question there. Does your behavior prove that you are emotionally in control of yourself? I don't have to tell you anything. Just answer the question for yourself and you'll know where you're at. Because that behavior is producing the outcomes you're getting. So if you're wondering, okay, well, I just have a hard time earning more money, Devorey. I just can't seem to increase my income. I just can't seem to get ahead. I just keep allowing people to take advantage of me. I just keep sabotaging. I know I can do better. I am successful, but I feel like I can even be higher than what I am right now. Well, it all comes down to first your thoughts and then your feelings. And then the actions. But we're talking about the feelings tonight. So let me digress here. Number one, you got to forgive and let go. You got to forgive and let go entirely. As if it never even happened. Now, I say that even though I'm telling my story. So I do have to remember what happened to me. But here's the deal. Um... Maybe I should put it this way. When I think about what had happened to me, I don't have a negative emotion about it anymore. Because I have a total different perspective about it. I've made peace. I understand why it happened to me and how it's benefited me. That's part of forgiveness, is understanding how you benefited from what happened to you. Listen, there are a lot of people who talk positivity on social media, and I love it. And I think more people need to be talking positivity. But I'm going to tell you something, guys. I would be one of those people that I don't just talk about it. I live it. I've been through it. Okay? I've been through it. And to be where I am today is not just trying to be positive and, you know, wishing everything will go great and crossing my fingers. No. It happened because of a lot of work emotionally. I had to let things go. I had to forgive. There have been times where I had to cry it out. There are plenty of times where that had to happen. And so if you're a person thinking, well, you know, I'm not really an emotional person. And, you know, I don't want all that. You know, listen, you can say all that that you want, but you are an emotional person. You are. And you can try to deny it. You can try to, you know, 
change the words and describe it differently, but if we peel it all back, it's the way your mind works. You are emotional. The difference is this. Are you emotionally in control or are you emotionally out of control? Right? So if we're going to get in control emotionally, we got to get rid of those emotional blocks. Forgiveness. We got to let go. And if we're going to start developing a healthier emotional state where we naturally start to feel good about ourselves, we naturally feel good about our life, and we feel good about the goals we have for ourselves, it's going to come from gratitude. You got to start being grateful. That's the primary emotion you would have if you had what you wanted. You would be grateful. That's the way that it works. Now, number three, what's the third thing that you can do? And I would call this rituals. All right, rituals. What, what does that mean exactly? Well, I already talked about gratitude, but you can you could say rituals, you can say environment, probably would be a better word, meaning you got to be very intelligent with who you give your energy to. You got to be very intelligent with what content you consume on social media. You've got to take charge of your environment. And you can do that by developing rituals, by the way. So how do you wake up in the morning? Are you waking up already feeling anxiety? Or are you going to bed too late consistently? Right? You've got to do things to take charge of yourself and your environment. Right? Meaning if you know you got to go to bed and have a good night's sleep, don't jack around with that. Take that seriously. You know you got to get up at a certain time in the morning? Take it seriously. If you know, hey, I can only be in this type of environment for a certain period of time, take that seriously. Your energy is everything. If you're if you keep doing things that are emotionally draining you, no wonder the behavior isn't there. The consistency isn't there. The motivation isn't there. You're being drained emotionally. So you got to take charge of your environment and there's no other way around it. Well, you know, I, I, I just don't want to feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being rude or I'm being selfish. You know, listen, if you don't take charge of your environment, somebody else will. That's for sure. If you don't take charge of your schedule, someone else will. If you don't take charge of your energy, someone else will. It always comes back to you. People don't get you upset you allow them to. You allow them to get you upset. There's a difference. You got yourself upset because you gave them energy. That's just what it is. And you can blame other people and situations and the environment, but you're in charge. You're the cause. If you can see things from that perspective, I'm telling you, you'll have the motivation to change. But to have the, the emotion and the, and I would say what? Uh, the drive to take charge, it ain't going to happen when you're putting the blame on somebody else. My mentor, Bob Proctor, always said it best. You are the only problem and solution you will ever have. If you have an energy problem, if you have an environmental problem, if you have a relationship problem, a money problem, a health problem, a career problem, a business problem, you are the problem. Not the business, not the family, not your friends, not the government, not the system. You're the problem. And if you can accept that, I'm telling you, those, that's the key to freedom. Because it starts with you and it ends with you. So protect your energy. Alter your environment if you have to. Do whatever you got to do. But take it seriously. Stop allowing other people in situations to control your environment. You are in charge of you. Forgiveness, gratitude, environment. Write it down. That's what it would be. The second step towards getting what you want in your life is you got you to clean up your energy. You, you've got to get in charge of your emotions. And you've got to concentrate and direct those emotions towards a goal, a purpose. It's hard to do that if you're holding on to things in the past. 
It's hard to do that when you're not in control of yourself emotionally. It's hard to do that if you're not taking charge of your environment. It's hard to do that if you're not grateful and you're just complaining all day. There's no way you, you will be able to direct your energy and your emotions towards what you desire. And you're going to have to because your thoughts and your feelings and your actions must be in alignment with each other. You can think positive, but if you feel negatively, they cancel each other out. Nothing's going on. You've got to think about what you want. What did he say? Wallace D. Waters and the Signs of Getting Rich. We have to think our own truth regardless of appearances. That's what he said. So that's one. You got to think your own truth. Then you got to start feeling natural about it. You got to feel good about it. And then you start to act from that place. Now let's read this. This is in The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. This is the version. This is what it looks like. You can go to my YouTube description to get this exact copy in case some of you guys are curious. This is in uh, or on page 102. It says that the fact that it does not feel natural to you to be what you imagine yourself to be is the secret of your failure. Regardless of whatever it is that you want and how faithfully and intelligently you think you are following the law. If you do not feel natural about what you want to be or what you want to have, it ain't going to happen. So what, what do they say? Um, a goal without a plan is just a dream. Well, a goal with no emotion is just an idea. That ain't going nowhere. Like if you have the goal in your mind about what you want, but you feel the opposite of that. It ain't going anywhere. It's staying where it's at, just in your mind. You got to believe. That's why it's so important for forgiveness. How are you truly going to believe in yourself if you haven't forgiven yourself? <sighs> Think about that. How can you believe in the dreams and the purpose that God has given you if you don't forgive yourself? If you don't forgive other people? And if you're a parent and you're watching... I'm calling your ass out. How can you be raising another human being and you're not even an example of what you're telling them to do? You're telling your child, oh, just let it go. Just forgive them. Be positive. It's okay. But you're still walking around with baggage. You haven't forgiven. That makes no sense. And I say that from a place of love because I'm telling you, you don't have to do that to yourself. You can let that stuff go. You have to. There's no in-between on this. You, you, this is, a, this is a, a requirement if you want to go to the next level of, in, in your life. If you truly want to experience some genuine happiness and fulfillment, forgiveness is at the top of the list. There's no question. Because there are things that have happened to all of us that we had no control over and we've got to let it go. That's just the bottom line. And if you can let that go, then you're going to make space for feeling good about what you want. But if you don't feel good about it, meaning if it doesn't feel natural for you to have the things that you desire, it ain't going to happen. It just won't. Now, he gave us clear instructions, which I've already told you in step number one. He said the essential feeling of naturalness can only be achieved when you persistently fill your consciousness with imagination, thinking your own truth regardless of appearances. When you think, you exercise your imagination. You see what you want to see regardless of whatever is going on on the outside. You're exercising your imagination. That's what he writes here. Page 102. I would, I would read that. I would read that. Now, let me go one more place. This isn't Think and Go Rich. And this is throughout the entire book, by the way. Uh, this is not just in one section. This is all, almost in every single chapter, he, he says this same idea over and over and over again. Uh, let's start on page 85 in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He says, thoughts which are mixed with any of the feelings of emotions constitute a magnetic force which will attract and move you into action. Now, uh, let me find another place where he says something similar to this. Uh, let me back up here. Here we go. This would be on page 81 in my book. 
all thoughts which have been emotionalized and given feeling and mixed with faith begin immediately to translate themselves into their physical equivalent. All thoughts which have been emotionalized and mixed with faith begin immediately to translate themselves into their physical equivalent. So what does that mean? That means you just don't think about it. you got to get emotion involved in it. That's what it means. This is in, that was in chapter 3, the faith, faith chapter, guys. Okay? Now, here's another one, page 65. There's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until they believe they can acquire it. Your state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Belief is an emotion. It's a state. When you truly believe something, you're you feel emotional about it in a certain way. Whether you believe negatively or positively, it operates the same way regardless. It was an idea that you got emotion involved in and it became fixed in your subconscious mind. That's what a belief is. Now, I can keep scrolling through this book and keep finding you pages where it keeps saying this. Now we're in chapter 4 auto suggestion. Uh, which is a phenomenal chapter, by the way. Anyhow, uh, he says it right here. There is no such possibility as something for nothing. Your ability to reach and influence your subconscious mind has its price, and you must pay that price. You cannot cheat, even if you desire to do so. The price of ability to influence your subconscious mind is everlasting persistence in applying the principles described here. What are those principles? Well, plain, unemotional words do not influence the subconscious mind. You will get no results until you learn to reach your subconscious mind with thoughts or spoken words which have been well emotionalized with belief. Let's read this. Your subconscious mind recognizes and acts upon only the thoughts which have been well mixed with emotion or feeling. I mean, this is throughout the entire book. This just keeps going on and on and on. He says this. I was just reading chapter four. And then if you were to go to, um, let's see here. There's one more I would love to read which would be in chapter nine called persistence where he gives us the steps to developing persistence, which is a requirement for success, meaning you're not going to quit. You're going to keep going regardless. Step one to that is a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. Burning desire is the emotion. It's the emotion. That's why I say I laugh when people, oh, you're too emotional or she's too emotional. Listen, everybody's emotional. I think people just don't understand how to control it and direct it towards a goal. That's what people are not doing. Um, okay, I'm going to get off this because I think I touched a point. Okay. So where does this leave you? How do you act on this? Well, you got to look at forgiveness. You should be doing gratitude. And then you got to take charge of your environment. Do those three things. And I'm telling you, you're going to feel better about yourself, your life, and your goals. All right. Let's see here. Let's get into questions. Questions, questions, questions. Let's see what you guys have to say tonight. Becoming Presence writes, hey, I found your live again for the second time in a while. I'm feeling very aligned. Good for you. Happy for that. That is amazing. Hold on. Let's see. I think I. There we go. All right, let's see. I feel everything you're saying. To me, it's all true. I need your help to live the truth. Well, schedule a life audit call, that's for sure.
Someone answered and said myself for everything I created because the question was, who is one person that you can forgive or you should forgive? Let's see here. Brilliant. Absolute brilliant. Thank you. Working on it. Let's see. Got it. Okay, let's see. Janice Owen, 811, writes, My ex-husband cheated on me while I was pregnant. I had to let go and forgive him fully. I'm at peace. Good for you. And I would imagine you're better for it. Imagine if you were holding on to that still. I mean, how could you enjoy relationships? You wouldn't. There's no way. Anthony Soso, 47, writes, The mountain is you. For sure. Uh, Janice Owen, 811, writes, I'm the happiest I've been. My kids are happy because I'm happy. Energetic beings is real. Exactly. That's the way it is. That is the way that it is. My ex-husband and I have a better relationship as co-parenting than ever before. Sometimes life puts certain people in your life to test your true strengths. Exactly. That is amazing. Let's see here. That was four and a half. I'm grateful for everything that happened and became the best version of me. Yep. That is exactly what I needed to hear tonight. You're welcome. Nicole underscore Mellis. Uh, let's see here. Mo Potato writes, I appreciate you. Thanks for the live. You're welcome. And I think we have here someone on YouTube. Galaxy Big Bird writes, my father left me at a very young age and I wasn't a part of on my life at all until I met him again around in my 20s. Long story short, I'm thankful he wasn't a part of my life. Could have been much worse. Listen, that's why I say, you know, I'm very grateful uh, I did not live with my parents, right? That would have been, I don't I don't know if I'd be here today. I mean, that was not, that was not a good position to be in. If we don't forgive and accept, we just carry all that negative energy into our future relationship. Exactly, Pam. You got it. You got it. All right. We're at the end of this. Again, forgiveness, gratitude, environment. Those are three practical things that you can do to absolutely improve the way that you feel about you, your life, and your goals, which you're going to have to do in the first place. Because if you're going to turn that idea, that goal, that dream into a reality, you got to get your emotions in check. Because it's the emotions behind that thought. That's what sets it all up. And I just read that multiple times through Think and Grow Rich. And in the power of awareness. You've got to be emotionally involved in a positive way if you want to see that dream manifest into a reality. This is not woo-woo stuff. It's, just, it's all science. I mean, go read up on the stories that a lot of athletes will tell you. They'll tell you they believed. They were emotionally involved. They were obsessed. They felt positive about, hey, I'm going to win a championship. I'm going to be here one day. You know, there was none of this self-sabotage stuff. And they'll tell you. So when you, when you improve the way that you feel, you're going to improve the way that you behave, which sets up an improvement in the reaction from the universe. What you give is what you're going to receive. That's the way that it works. And you got it. You got it. You absolutely can do this. It does not matter what's happened up to this point. See, that's the other thing about forgiveness. Who gives a shit what happened? What about right now and moving forward? Like, seriously, the life's, life's going to just keep going. And you're either going to get with the program or you're just going to keep staying where you are. And I love saying this because I think it should be on a T-shirt and hold me accountable because there's some shirts I want to release Always moving forward. Always moving forward. That's the right answer. You're trying to figure out what should I do? What's going to help you move forward? What is going to help you move forward? That's exactly what you should be focused on. All right. That's it, guys. Very grateful. And this sends us to this. Thank you for listening to the Devore Darkens Live podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you master your mindset so you can manifest more money, more freedom, and a better life. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and IG at Devore Darkens. Love you and take care.